is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I am Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. This week on the podcast, unfortunately, we do not have anything in Funko Focus, just because there wasn't anything super good released. Um, or at least not anything that caught our eye. Um, so we'll be skipping straight on to 4K Spotlight, where we have three movies coming out this week. Um, and then in Through the Wall, we have a couple new trailers, and then we will get into our headliner, where we will be breaking down Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate. And also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us. And get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight, we have three new movies coming out, like I said. Uh, first of which, I'm going to start with the one that we that I don't recognize, Old. Uh, yeah, so that is M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie. It came out a couple months ago. I want to say it came out about the same time The Forever Purge came out. Um... I heard mixed reviews about it. Uh, I mean, do you, do you know any of the storyline? I I don't know what this movie is oh, really? at all. So ba- basically, I guess it's that if you um, well, what is it like? Like a family goes to this type of beach, and if I guess if they enter the water, the uh, kids get older by the minute or some shit like that. So, oh, that's trippy. Yeah, like one jumps from like five to like sixteen, and yeah, it's hmm. So yeah, um, but so that's getting a regular four K and Blu-ray release as well as a Best Buy Steelbook, and the Best Buy Steelbook is actually pretty cool because it's an hourglass. Oh, that's trippy. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. Like, so, wait, like does it just tempted. look like an hourglass or? So like it has so it's so it's so it's a white steel book with um uh so yeah it's a white steel book with a glass hourglass <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh you see black on top and then just black mist coming down so the top is still full but the bottom is barely starting to fill up okay I dig it yeah that I just think it cool. works really well. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's old. The next one we got is Scream. 
Yes. So yeah, so Scream is uh, getting a, a uh, its first ever 4K release, and so it's just going to be on regular 4K as well as it is going to have a uh, 4K Steelbook, and um, it's actually not an exclusive. It's just you can buy it on Amazon, Best Buy. I'm sure even Target might have it. Um, and I love the Steelbook so much because it's the classic knife. And in the reflection of it, you see ghost faced ghost face. I dig it. It's simple, but I love it. Um, but I mean, the regular 4K is just the classic poster where it's like Drew Barrymore putting her hand over her mouth. Nice. So, so yeah, dude, I'm a sucker for the like the um, the simple. Um, I am covers. too. Yeah, same here. Like I, I've kind of found that the, even with like the episode arts that I do, I, I've found even then I, I, the simpler I go, the more I like it. There, like there are some instances where I don't, like I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the our friend artwork, but it was super hard to think of anything to no, do. No, that's for that f- one. I think you did a great job. I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to think of anything. Yeah, but other ones, I'm just. Yeah, just keep it simple. Like, yeah, it always ends up looking nicer. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what they've done with a bunch of other logos. Like, I think the Firefox logo looks super crisp now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just some, like, other um, logos here and there. Like, just they just look better when they're just simple like just taking down of the roots mm-hmm. yeah so anyway i appreciate that and i freaking love scream like it's freaking <sighs> brucker's fault but we watched all all four of them and it so good all right next up the we got snake eyes and this one as well is all of these are getting steelbooks, which is kind of amazing. Um, so this is getting a regular 4K and Blu-ray release, as well as a steelbook, which is going to be exclusive to Best Buy. Um, I don't know. The steelbook's kind of plain to me. Well, actually, wait, no, I don't even know if the steelbook is exclusive. It's actually not. You can find it. You can get it anywhere. Ooh. Um. So the only one that is exclusive is uh, the old Steelbook. Both Scream and Snake Eyes are not exclusive this week. Um, but so the Steelbook's kind of, I don't know, the Steelbook is kind of boring in my opinion. It's just him in full costume with his helmet and then um, Tokyo in the background. That one, That one's tough because it is like the title character. We Fair. haven't seen the movie yet. No. Dude, I haven't even seen the other two G.I. Joe movies yet. You haven't seen either of them? Mm-mm. Speaking of that, I need to send you those codes. Because I bought them. Because Walmart, I don't know if it was like a mistake or whatnot, but Walmart had the 4Ks of those. Um, for, what was it? The first one was only 10 bucks on 4K, and then the second one was like 15 Hmm. Which is not bad for 4Ks. No, that's um, not bad at all. 
And I told, because when you bought them, they actually came with free movie tickets to go see Snake Eyes, but I never went and saw it. <laughs> uh, that'd be an interesting one to do the um, our movie nights on. Which we could yeah. finally do now. There we go. Yeah, so I'll I'll look into that, and maybe that's that'll be one that we do as well. Honestly, I should have just sent you the codes, and you and Braille could have gone and seen it. <laughs> probably, we probably wouldn't have. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. But cool. So yeah, those yeah. are the uh, the four Ks that we're getting this week. Yeah. Uh, moving on to through the wall uh we have two new trailers that we're going to talk about the first one uh, uh i don't know which one i want to talk about more yeah yeah i do home sweet <laughs> home alone which is coming to disney plus on was it disney plus day i think so yeah i think that's when it comes out yeah so they are I don't even know what this is if it's a reboot re remake they've done so many okay so funny thing about like the reboots I feel in the home alone franchise the first two of course you know are the classics you know home alone 2 is a straight sequel to the first home alone but then number three feels like a reboot which actually I have a soft spot for home alone 3 I actually really like home alone 3 um but then you get Home Alone 4 taking back the house where they're trying to say that, oh, yeah, no, that's the true Home Alone 3. That totally takes place after the first two when Kevin is way too young to be uh, – like he's younger than what he was in the first two. Um, Marv – so it's supposed to be Marv who is with his wife, but yet Marv is bald in this one. He looks more like Harry. He doesn't have curly hair. And then there's not even as many kids as there's supposed to be. There's only like Kevin, Buzz, and uh, I forget the sister's name. But yeah, Buzz doesn't even look like Bugs. Buzz, he's too scrawny. Oh, I hate that movie. Dude, I think we can all agree that anything, any Home Alone movie after 2 is complete and utter shit. See, I, I would say after 3. I don't hate number 3. You are absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I have a soft spot for Home Alone 3. I actually really like Home Alone 3. You have a soft spot for garbage, then. <laughs> we have a soft spot for Kiss My Ass. That <laughs> Dude, that movie is so bad. When was the last time you watched Home Alone 3? I tried watching it last year. Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, if it's been many years, watch it again and see if your mind changes, but never mind. Yeah, I <laughs> attempted to watch it last year. Uh, I got through the first 10 minutes before I was like, this is just garbage, and shut it off. But you get young Scarlett Johansson. Oh, cool. I don't give a shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, but you got to admit, it's better than what we got after. Not by much. I disagree, but that's just me. Home Alone 4 is a piece of absolute shit. I hate that movie so much. I never even bothered with Hall Halloween. Home Alone. 
Oh my uh, gosh, Home Alone, dude! How Home are people supposed to take our opinions seriously when you hit us with that shit, dude? Okay, do you know how excited? <laughs> okay, so we're recording this on October thirteenth. So tomorrow, Thursday night, is when Halloween Kills comes out. Do you know how freaking excited I am for that movie? So that's why Halloween is slipping. So cut me some slack. Wait, what? Well, because I accidentally said Halloween 3 instead of... Or I said Halloween 4 instead of Home Alone 4. Oh. I thought that's what you were... I'm tracking. I thought that's what you were critiquing me on. No, I was critiquing you on how are people supposed to take us seriously when you think Home Alone 3 was not that bad. Hey, we all have our guilty pleasures. We all have movies that everybody else hates. There's a difference between... No, there's a difference between a guilty pleasure and liking shit. (laughs) See, but I... But Home Alone 3 is both a guilty pleasure and I like it. Oh my gosh. Just agree that you're wrong. (laughs) You know what? The next time I'm out there, it doesn't matter if it's not around Christmas... We're gonna. I'm gonna sit down. We're gonna sit down, and I'm gonna force you through Home Alone three. Absolutely not. No, absolutely, absolutely, yes. No, I do not watch Christmas movies anytime after the New Year and before Thanksgiving. Or I don't care. Wait, before. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, after I will tape like you. Thanksgiving or Christmas time is the the second you are done with Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> And I will tie you to your couch to make you watch Home Alone three in its entirety. Good luck with that. I will. I'm a. I'm a biter. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm a kicker, so <laughs> you're just gonna knock me out. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh! But okay. Anyway, getting into this trailer. So Home Alone six. This is oh, also, just... I didn't even bother with Home Alone 5. Sorry, just wanted to point that out. Yeah, so Home Sweet Home Alone is basically exactly how the first one goes down. Shocker. Yeah, damn near beat for beat. Like, it's this kid who lives in a big-ass house with a shit ton of family. They go on a trip, but instead of going to... Where, where are they going? Like, Paris? I think so. Yeah, instead of going to Paris, they're going to Tokyo. And then he gets left home alone. And then some people decide to break into his house, decide that it's better to not cut their losses and just move on to a different house. And they get bushwhacked by this kid. Just Archie something. I forget his name. Yeah. The only reason that I'm going to even like try and watch this movie is because the stunts look like they're pretty decent that's fair they do and the fact that in this one they got the actor for buzz to play or from the original the original buzz he is playing a police officer and his last name is McAllister. it's pretty freaking cool yeah. yeah, Devin Rat Ratray. Yeah. yeah, so there are two ways that they go with this. Either they just they I th- I'm I'm willing to bet it's this one. I'm willing to bet that they gave him the last name McAllister, and they're just going to completely ignore. <laughs> it's like just like a fun nod. Yeah, like I'm willing. I I 
I wouldn't put a lot of money down, but I'd put some money down that that's what's going to happen. That's just going to be like, oh, fun nod. Yeah. And they're not going to even, like, address, like, oh, same thing happened to my brother. Like, yeah. But then the the other way they could is they just freaking run with it. <laughs> so I'm hoping they just uh, run with it and go off of the original. Like, I think that'd be a blast. That would be cool. Um, I just don't know if they would actually do that, considering Macaulay Culkin is not going to be in this one. Yeah, that sucks. I would uh, love to see Catherine O'Hara come back, the mom. That would be cool if she was like in a little cameo. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be so cool. That's her name, right? Isn't it Catherine O'Hara? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be down um, for that. Yeah. But freaking, I didn't know this kid. I, I didn't remember seeing him in the trailer. Keenan Thompson? I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. I did not see him in yeah, this okay. trailer. But yeah, so he's going to be in it. Um, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are playing the uh, robbers this time around. Yeah, so they're going for like a husband-wife situation. And this... We got that in Humble on 4. I think what's going to be... Looks better. I think this is going to be a hard sell because from the looks of it, these people have never committed a crime in their life and they're going for a home break in and not going to cut their losses. Like the second, like if I was, became desperate enough to rob someone's house and finally was just like, okay, let's go for it and got into their house the second I heard any movement, I would be done. If there's a small if there's a, a hamster in that house, I will leave. <laughs> Out the window. Yeah, but no, you see a child in this house. If you still think it's a good idea to rob the place. I mean, that just sounds like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, well, the only reason that I even bought uh, Marvin Harry robbing and like continuing to go after the this kid or with kevin McAllister, the only reason that i bought that that was that they were already criminals yeah that, and they were true. like at that point it just becomes a matter of like oh not wanting to get caught <laughs> yeah and being like oh shit we need to take care of this kid like, with them, they could just be like, all right, peace out. <laughs> and guess what? They're going to go look at other criminals. They're not even going to look in your general vicinity if you haven't committed a crime like that before. Yeah. Ugh, anyway, no lots one of will issues. Ever be able, yeah, just no one will ever be able to top the wet slash sticky bandits. Absolutely true. Um. All right, so one out of ten for this one. Where are you at? Uh, I mean, honestly, just because we'll be able to see the actor who played Buzz again, and I actually, I don't hate the casting of Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney as the burglars, even though I agree, absolutely agree with you that it, like it's dumb that they continue to try to rob this house when they actually know that this kid is like, he's fighting back. He ain't gonna let them steal shit. Um. I'd probably say I'm at like a six. I'll watch it, but like it's not gonna be like oh day one. It'll 
probably be like, hey, you know, I'm in the mood for a new Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot this came out. Let's turn it on. That's actually exactly how, like, my feelings about it, except I'm down at, like, a four. Okay. It'd have to be, like, really, really late one not Christmas day. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, th- th- I I feel if you watch this on like Christmas Day, it'd be like, well, another Christmas in the shitters. Yeah, for real. But, eh, I mean, it looks like it could be worse. <laughs> it's true. It could be Home Alone Four. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not. Ho- um, high hopes that it's it's better than what we're thinking. Yeah. I'll take it being like Home Alone 3, even though Caleb hates that movie. (laughs) Alright, um, you got anything else to say on on this movie? Uh, no, but really quick, I want to actually know, I mean, I don't know if anyone will actually, like, reach out, but does anyone else, like, like Home Alone 3? Like, they don't hate it as much as everybody else does? I actually really want to know if I'm not the, I can't be the only one. You are on a deserted island, my friend. Actually, you know what? You know what? Christina's there with me. My sister enjoys it too. So that is bu- suck it. bullshit. I want to hear suck that from it. her. I want to okay. hear that from her. There's no okay. way. <laughs> do we? Do we grew up on the Home Alone movies? We watched that shit together all the time. Cool. So. I was raised on the Home Alone movies too. I still think that movie was, or the third one was shit. <laughs> I promise you, she's. You know what? I'll, you know, after this, we'll call her, and she will absolutely tell you that she doesn't enjoy Home Alone three. That she doesn't. No, that she does. I'm calling shenanigans. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> anyone, but anyone else, if anyone else actually does like Home Alone three, please let me know because I want to know if I am slash my sister are the only ones that actually like this movie. But anyway, moving on. That's not quite confirmed yet. We'll figure that out at the end of this. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, The next trailer that we got is for Scream 2021. No, 2022. 2022? Yeah, it comes out in January. What the hell? That's bullshit. Can't they have just called it Scream 5? Yeah, like, come on. We all, I mean, they're going off like the whole how the reboot, this really isn't a reboot, the, um, how the Halloween reboot just called itself Halloween again. Yeah. So, but like, I don't know with that, like it kind of made sense a little bit with this considering they're not ignoring all of the other four movies. They should have just called it Scream 5. Yeah. Well, do we know for sure that they're not ignoring the other I ones? sure as hell hope not, because this is actually one of the rare franchises that I only hate one. And I don't fully hate it. There, There's only like one movie in the Scream franchise that I just don't like as much as the others. Is that three? Yes, sir. Yep, I agree. <laughs> yeah, see? But I don't absolutely hate it. Yeah, it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's it, does it, it has its issues. Like out of, it's definitely the weaker of the four. Yes, definitely. Um, 
But yeah, I I'm actually really excited for for this one. It looks like so much fun, and I've grown. Like I, I said earlier, thanks to Brucker, I have grown an, a major appreciation for the Scream franchise. Hell yeah. So I am really excited to, to go see this. This one definitely looks like Ghostface is not messing around the uh, guy that is wearing the mask this time. Or girl. I'm not trying to be sexist here, sorry. Um <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, in this one, uh, basically, uh, the killer is now after the spawn of the original survivors. Or anyone, sorry, not original survivors, like anyone that was affected in the original movie, whether they died or just, isn't it like anyone related to? I thought that they were just going off of, like, relations to the target. Like, is I didn't, that what it was? That's what I it thought. It might be that. It might be that. Like, I didn't think that these people were related to Sydney at all. I don't think they're related to Sydney. No. Um, okay, maybe I. Okay, apparently I didn't read the the victim list right. My bad. I think. Caleb's I don't know. It right. could. It could be that way. Well, just if that's the case, that's kind of like what they did with Scream Four. A little bit. Yeah. But, dude, this trailer got me, like, worked up. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it It's going to be very interesting, because this is going to be the first Scream movie not directed by Wes Craven, since he unfortunately died a couple years ago. Rest in peace. Um, so, yeah, that's gonna, it's going to be very interesting to see if uh, the director... Of this, which who was the director of Scream Five? Let's find out. Uh, let's see. Matt Bettinelli Olfen and Tyler Gillett. Uh, are oh, so there's two directors. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Just don't understand why they couldn't have just called it Scream Five, but you know what? I'm gonna start. Bit- I'm gonna stop bitching. <laughs> Shit, I won't. <laughs> I love the tagline though. It's always someone you know. It's so true. Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be a good one. Like almost like they're taking a more serious approach. Like, not saying that they didn't take the other movies seriously. It's just more... I think there were a lot of comedic tones. And it seems like they're going a little bit more serious. They are. Oh, okay. So it actually says, though, billed as a relaunch of the franchise, the film is a direct sequel to 2011 Scream 4. Nice. So, So it is not ignoring the other Scream movies. Good. I appreciate the hell out of that. I do too. Absolutely. But that oh, being so... said, I do hope that they follow the formula and I hope that that f- the first interaction that we got with um uh what's her face? Like that whole first interaction with like the the door being locked. <laughs> Dude, that like, it I hope would that's be like a movie. So scary. 
Oh, like oh, like how they do like the stab three, stab four. That yeah, like I want like, like that. St- okay. stab like nineteen <laughs> or something. I love to the opening of Scream Four is probably my favorite one besides Scream Two, just because of that. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, I hope they do it that way. I think that'd be fun. That would be really fun. Um, but yeah, dude, that freaking intro got me worked up. Like, dude, I could not imagine having to freaking keep pressing the button while you're bleeding to death. Yeah, right. So, like, they do like that whole weird inner. That's it's kind of that that makes me feel like they're like they're going to do that same thing where they're opening up with the the scene from a movie. Because yeah. of the way that she's just like randomly texting her friend, and then like that's, a landline, yeah, so right. it's like her landline just suddenly like goes off. I'm like, eh. First off, who I'll... has a landline? <laughs> exactly. Like Scream Four could get away with it because it was still in like the, like I think Scream Four came out in like 2009, 2010. But we're in the 2020s. I don't know anyone that still has a landline. It's it's cell phones all the way now. Yeah, if anything, this is for movie purposes only. So yes. I think we're definitely seeing a clip from like from Stab. <laughs> Stab forty two. There you go. Yeah. So that yeah, that's the <laughs> That's what I feel we're getting with that scene. But either way, it was freaking terrifying because she has these automatic locks on her door and she sees like doors unlocked and then she like locks them real fast and then door like unlocked. I'm like, <gasps> like I was getting worked up because I'm like, that shit is real. Yeah, dude, it's freaking intense. Yeah. And that's exactly why I will never own smart home equipment. That's fair. Like, yeah, that's... the most, the most that I will do is cameras that's fair yeah other than that and i would agree absolutely not other (laughs) absolutely freaking not like i am not playing around with when it comes (laughs) to like when everyone else is getting their homes attacked or being cooked alive by their furnace or whatever i'll be sitting heavy with my manual thermometer dial uh, dude, so I just thought of something. Um, so at, so at the ending of this trailer, awesome scene because uh, Sydney sees Ghostface and he says, "Sydney Prescott, it's an honor." And like you're just like, "Oh my gosh, so cool!" But like after he said that, all I could think of is freaking Davi in the Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter, what an honor it is. <laughs> I don't know why, but that popped into my head after he said that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm wet. Oh yeah. I, ugh, I'm. I'm trying to think of where I'm at. I think I'm at a nine. Dude, same. Like, uh, they did a great job reviving the Halloween franchise, and I can't wait to see if they can pull it off with the Scream franchise as well. Yeah, this that's gonna be so much freaking fun. All right, um, you got anything else to say about Scream? Uh, no. All righty. Well, with that, 
I say we can get into our headliner where we break down Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Like we said, we will be breaking down Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, so, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. Then all of those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and spits out a, uh, a letter grade. A schoolhouse letter grade for us to compare this movie to others. Um, so, with that, if you have not seen this movie, definitely go check it out. Um, but spoiler alerts ahead. Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. Um, so yeah. If you listen past this point, it's your own damn fault. So, reading with Rose, everyone. Yes. With two E's. With two E's. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. In 1996, a young Cletus Cassidy watches helplessly as his love, Francis Barrison, is taken away from St. Estes' home for unwanted children to, Ra to the Ravencroft Institute. On the way, she uses her sonic screen powers to escape and attacks young police officer Patrick Mulligan. He shoots Barrison in the eye and suffers an injury to his ear due to her scream. Unbeknownst to Mulligan, who believes he killed her, Barrison is taken to the facility, which is hardened against her powers. In the present day, Mulligan, now a, de now a detective, contacts Eddie Brock to speak to Cassidy, a serial killer who refuses to talk to anyone other than Brock following their interview a year prior. After the visit, Venom, Eddie's symbiote, is able to figure out where Cassidy has hidden the body of the victims, which gives Brock a huge career boost. Brock is then contacted by his ex-fiancee, Anne Wayne, excuse me, who tells him that she is now engaged to Dr. Dan Lewis, much to Venom's displeasure. Cassidy, who was found guilty of his crimes and earlier sentenced to death by lethal injection, invites Brock over to San Quentin State Prison, where Cassidy is detained on, on death row to attend his execution. However, Venom is provoked to attack Cassidy via insults towards Brock. Cassidy bites Brock's hand, ingesting a small part of the symbiote. Back home, Venom, wanting more freedom to eat people, has an argument with Brock, and the two end up fighting until the symbiote detaches from his body, and they go their different ways. Cassidy's execution fails when a red symbiote emerges and blocks the injection. It introduces himself as Carnage and goes on a violent rampage through the prison, freeing inmates and killing guards. Cassidy and Carnage then make a deal. Carnage will help Cassidy break out Barrison from Ravencroft, and Cassidy will help him eliminate Venom. Mulligan calls Brock and warns him about the situation. In Ravencroft, Cassidy frees Barrison, and they travel to their old children's home to burn it down. Mulligan, suspicious of Brock due to his interactions with Cassidy before Carnage emerged, takes Brock to the police station. Brock refuses to answer Mulligan's questions 
questions and contr and contacts Wang as his lawyer. Brock reveals that Venom has separated from him and needs the symbiote to fight Carnage together. As Venom makes his way through San Francisco by hopping from body to body, Wang finds and convinces him to forgive Brock. She bonds with Venom and breaks Brock out of the police station. Brock and Venom make amends and bond again. Cassidy takes Mulligan hostage, and Barrison captures Wang after failing to find Brock. Barrison, Barrison gives Lewis information on Wang's whereabouts, and he gives it to Brock. Cassidy and Barrison plan to get married at a cathedral where Venom appears and fights Carnage. Barrison seemingly kills Mulligan with her sonic powers. Venom holds his own against his spawn, but he is eventually overpowered by Carnage, and the, the latter decides to kill Wang atop the cathedral. Venom manages to rescue Wang in time and provokes Barrison to use her po her powers again. Her sonic blast causes both symbiotes to separate from their hosts and the cathedral collapses and a falling bell kills Barrison. Venom saves Brock by bonding with him before the impact. Carnage tries to bond with Cassidy again, but Venom devours the symbiote, killing it. Cassidy states that he only wanted to be Brock's friend, but Venom bites Cassidy's head off. While Brock, Venom, Wang, and Lewis escape, a still-living Mulligan's eyes flash blue. Brock and Venom decide to take a vacation while they ponder their next steps. In the mid-credits scene, Venom tells Brock about the symbiote's knowledge of other universes. But before Venom can show him, a, blind, a blinding light transports them from their hotel room to another room where they watch J. Jonah Jameson reveal Spider-Man's identity as Peter Parker on television. Hell yeah. Um, Bet you didn't see that coming as the uh, end credit scene. Because they kept saying it was going to be so far down the line. Those bastards. Yeah. Like, any time the... Um, I, I knew that this movie had something to do with Spider-Man. And... Like, just addressing this, this credit scene first... <laughs> Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I had a feeling that it had to do with Spider-Man in some way because it was like shortly after the premiere, Andy Serkis came on and he's just like, oh, we're really hoping that Spider-Man and Venom can interact in the coming years. I'm like, okay, so we know Spider-Man's going to be in this <laughs> in yeah. some in some capacity. Were you at all disappointed by the end credits scene? I was a little disappointed. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was expecting more. Um, not really. Actually, that's not true. It was. It wasn't necessarily the reveal. It's just kind of what came before that that kind of pulled me out of it because what i'm gathering is that something happens to the multiverse and venom gets pulled into spider-man's time yeah but it that was more sense. the um the implications of that scene that that got me bummed out so okay and this is what i'm meaning when venom gets transferred into this other world. He is in a dingy, like, just run down, like, it seems like a Mexican, like, almost like a motel. Like, he's just, like, it's just 
broken down and it's really dark, gloomy, and what have you. And he gets, and then the flash of light, and he's suddenly in a bright, almost like cheerful type environment. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that Venom is going to have a lighter tone to it. Because I really like the dark tones to these Venom movies. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that one. So that's what that's what bummed me out more than the the cameo it, itself. I'm just like, okay. can I wish it was almost like reversed where it was like where it was like bright and happy to boom doom and gloom. Because then it would it would then it wouldn't have felt so much like oh they're lightening Venom's tones like it'd be like okay they're sticking with the dark tones it just has Spider Man in it now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, like that's that's honestly the only thing. Other than that, it was just kind of an underwhelming. It. I mean, like I get it. They didn't want like him and Spider Man to actually meet. They just wanted us to know that he is aware that Spider Man is a thing now. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. Just kind of wanted more, but you know, it will come down the line. Yeah, like, and it's almost, if it honestly felt weird. Like, why would Venom be obsessed with him? That's a good point. Like, I almost wish, like, the way that I would have done this was I would have shown Spider-Man with his mask on and have Venom almost, like, freak out like there's another red symbiote. Ooh, okay. And be like, oh shit, another red one. And then then Brock being like, no, 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 it's just some kid in a mask. And then like and then they do like the whole Peter Parker is Spider-Man and then have like that's where the obsession comes from like, oh, like Venom's like, oh, it's this kid dressed like a symbiote. Okay, yeah, see I, that actually would have been really cool. That would have worked very well. Yeah, just just like just a little bit of a tweak would have drastically changed the the ending for me. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. But I think it was just that like the the obsession with Spider-Man came from out of nowhere and just felt Yeah. Awful. So I think that just yeah. kind of jacked with the the tone. But yeah. Anyway, getting into the actual like meat and potatoes of this movie (laughs) (laughs) um so we ended up giving the story a 71 okay and it wasn't awful like it was no it's i'm sorry you go no Sorry, um, no, I was going to say, um, for a sequel, um, I actually think it is a decent story, and for how it does set up the uh, fight between uh, Venom and Carnage, it's just they cram so much into an hour and a half that, like, you really don't get a chance to breathe a lot of this movie, like... First, you know, like first you get reintroduced to. Well, actually, first you get introduced to Cletus Cassidy, and then Bear. What the, what the hell is it? Barrison, and then you get reintroduced to Eddie Brock, and then it jumps back to Cletus, 
uh, Venom. Just it's just like so much to take in. I feel in an hour and a half that. In your opinion, do you think this could have benefited for being two hours? I think it easily could have been that long. <laughs> okay, because I mean, I don't know, like the whole like right out. Actually, during the whole movie, I don't know if you've ever seen the video where it's the audio where he's just like, "Why are we going so effing fast?" Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen that? I I don't think I have. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, like the audio is just like, "Why are we going so effing fast?" What? That's how I felt like most of this movie. I'm like, "Andy Circus, you could have easily made this movie two hours." Yeah, we would have forgiven you. <laughs> yeah, you had so much to work with. Oh, um, yeah, dude. I I thought the movie was like two hours, but when I checked, it was like an hour and a half. And I'm like, "Jeez." Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's an just, hour 37. Yeah, it just you rush through it so hard. This is the same issue I had with the uh, the Fan 4 stick. Yeah, but I'm this is like it's so much except that one gave you room to breathe a little bit. True. But this it was just like boom, 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 like plot point after plot point after plot point. And you're like, yeah. It's yeah, you you don't even get a chance to get whiplash. No, you yeah, you really don't. Um which is why I was actually surprised that they were able to set up Cletus actually pretty decently, I feel, for it only being an hour and a half. I honestly think they did. Like Barrison, not so much, like I don't know, like her screaming stuff, that was cool, um, but I didn't really care for her that much. When it comes to like the, uh, how Eddie and Cletus interacted with each other throughout this story, and, like how Cletus says, you know, I just wanted a, uh, you know, a friend in you, um, especially the f- way that they he freaking interacted with him when he's on death row, like before he attacks him and bites him, freaking such a great scene. I freaking loved it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, how did you feel about like uh, the story with like the returning characters with uh, his old f- uh, girlfriend? What's her name? I know her last name's Mulligan. No, sorry, that's the detective. Uh, uh, Anne. Anne. Anne, and then um, was holy shit. What's her uh, fiance's name? I forget. Was he in the first one? Uh, yes, he was. So, Dan, okay. See, I made the stupid mistake of not watching the first one before I saw this one, because I haven't seen the first one in quite a while. And so I totally for I remember that uh, Anne was in the first one, but I just, for some reason, couldn't remember that Dan was. Um, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought... I don't know. I think they did a decent job with the um with that introduction or reintroduction. Like it it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Like it was I mean it, I have mixed feelings about it. That's fair. It it did 
obviously come out of nowhere because Venom and Eddie were in the middle of something. But I do think once they got into it, it didn't feel like it was forced. Like, it it felt good. It felt really good after that. It was just maybe the introduction yeah. was maybe just a little, like, like quick. Well, because aren't they, uh, like, jumping around from building to building at night, and then all of a sudden she calls, and she's just like, hey, meet me tomorrow night. I got a big thing to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, honestly, I didn't have any issues when it came to Anne and Dan. N- yeah, no, I, I, I didn't really either. I feel like Anne actually had a lot more to do in this movie than she did in the first. The only thing that I had a problem with Anne is, did we really have to turn her into the damsel in distress towards the end? Like, really? Yeah. I that think was they dumb. I think they could have done something different with that. Yeah. I hate it when, like, they can't think of anything else to do when it comes to a reason why the villain needs to have the hero come to this area. So they're like, oh, let's just kidnap the love interest. Yeah. But it's also, like, what else motivates a villain? Like, Fair enough. Because in this, like, we, we know that... um that Venom and Eddie are the the protagonists, but they're also very antagonistic people. Like yeah. they're in the end, Venom is more or less a villain. It's true. Which I think sure. this is going to be interesting to see how they handle the interaction between Spider-Man and Venom. It's just yeah. kind of like, who are they going to make the antagonist here? Are they going to make Spider-Man the antagonist? Because that, I think that would be a much more interesting dynamic than if they were to make Venom the antagonist. That would be super interesting, and I would, so, I would be so down for that. Yeah, like, that'd be something. It's just like, make us root for Venom over Spider-Man. Yeah. That would be insane. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But just imagine being a like the parent that's just like, Hey, you're supposed to be rooting for Spider Man and kids just like, No, mom, screw Spider Man, Venom is where it's at. <laughs> but he's ripping people's heads off, so that's cool. <laughs> uh he needs it to survive, Mom. Yeah, like come on. Get with the times, Mom. Yeah. But I think I think overall, that is the only thing that would have motivated those two. Fair enough. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't think anything else. Like, they didn't do it to be heroes. They didn't do it for all this this praise. They did it to save Anne, which is a very, in a way, a selfish need. Yeah. Or a selfish desire, so that kind of tracks with the villain way. That's true. That's very true. So, I think it it worked. Was I happy with it? No, but okay. I think okay. it worked well enough. Okay, I can agree with you on that one. Um, 
one thing that I had to look up when the movie was freaking over was what happened to Mulligan? Because <laughs> he went and got like bushwhacked yeah. by um. Oh shit! What was her name? Barrison. Uh, yeah, Barrison. So she, Barrison w- was the one that shot or Mulligan, Detective Mulligan, shot Barrison. Because she was trying to escape, and she made him deaf because her powers shriek. Yeah. Um. So she wanted revenge for her injury. So as a wedding gift, Cletus kidnapped Mulligan, and basically gave him to to Barrison, and then Barrison went on her way to go kill, to kill him. There was an altercation, and something happened where he was, like, getting hung, but pissed off Carnage, and Carnage attacked her, and so Mulligan fell, and at the very end, it was revealed, he opens his eyes, and he has, like, bright blue eyes. And so I was having a really difficult time trying to figure out what the hell that was about. And I actually figured it out. What is it? So, Mulligan is actually a character from the comics. He was first introduced as the spawn of Carnage. Wow. And, yeah, so he was introduced in 2004 in the uh, Venom vs. Carnage storyline. He is the spawn of Carnage. And he, his character, or he, his, uh, he becomes Toxin. So Toxin is the child of of Carnage. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I didn't either. So I, I just learned all this information today. Oh shit! Okay. Um, but Toxin, I think, ends up becoming a hero. Oh. Um, at least from what I. From what I read, it did say he becomes a very formidable hero. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I have a feeling we're going to be seeing Mulligan again. Possibly in the Which, next uh, movie. I'm cool with that because the guy's actually a really good actor. Yeah, I actually really liked him a lot. Um, but yeah. Overall, though, like sticking with story, I think they could have taken the time to slow down. Yes. And I think what dropped the story overall is almost very basic desires. Or, um, not desires, very basic um, motivations. Yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think that's that's honestly what, what ended up killing it. And there was something else story-wise that killed it for me. Um, but it also ties into character development, which I feel is... these are These two things are kind of tied in together. So it's really hard to talk about one without the other. Um... I did not like how 
Venom and Eddie separated and then came back together because of an apology. That's okay, that's fair. But why? Like Venom's whole issue with Eddie was Eddie wasn't giving him like I don't even understand like what was going on between them. It was just like maybe Eddie wasn't being very appreciative of Venom and Venom was just kind of wreaking havoc on Eddie's life and it came to blows where they were fighting each other which was absolutely hilarious yeah it was funny just seeing uh Eddie getting thrown around the room and trying to like beat the shit out of Venom <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna like I laughed really hard when I first saw the whole like Venom breaking Eddie's nose joke and I'd seen it a couple times after and so I didn't think I was gonna laugh at it as hard as I did when I saw it again (laughs) but it was gold it's just as funny yeah um so just like that whole thing like with how bad everything just kind of exploded it was yeah i think that their like coming together felt odd especially because at the end the way that they were able to defeat carnage was because carnage and cletus weren't symbiotic and i'm like venom and car or eddie and carnage eddie and venom (laughs) (laughs) so many freaking names in this yeah eddie and venom weren't very symbiotic either like i feel like i don't know they should have had a more coming together moment no that's fair I, i i can understand that yeah just something where they realized that they couldn't do different things without the other yeah and realizing that Carnage and Cletus weren't symbiotic and then realizing to defeat them, they needed to become more symbiotic. Yeah. Then you could have gotten like the whole we are Venom shit again, but if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I I, just could have been a little bit better. No, just, no, I think it's just I enough issues. Uh, moving on over to writing, uh, we're sitting at a seventy-four point five, so a little bit higher than the the overall story. Um, I don't know what they were trying to do with Cletus. Like, I liked him. But it was also very weird the way that like he spoke. It was very like poetic at times, but then very not at others. It's like they couldn't quite decide how to write Cletus. I'm wondering if they just decided to take like a bunch of like well-known serial killers and just like incorporate them all into him. 
They're just like, here, we got some Bundy, we got some Gacy, we got some Dahmer. Put them all together, and here's Cletus. Yeah. Um, One thing that I remember, when they are fighting in the church scene, and Cletus is going on like, you didn't share the other side of the story, like, while beating up Eddie. And being like, you didn't tell him how young little Cletus was getting beat by mama, getting beat by granny, and then getting beat by daddy, and, like, all this other shit. And I'm like, we didn't even hear the, like, we didn't hear or see anything regarding Eddie's article. Like, we don't know what the hell was in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was never, like, a flash of, like, what the actual article was to where you could, like, I mean, of course, since this was a theater-only exclusive, you wouldn't be able to just, like, you know, like, freeze it and actually read it um but i never i don't think i ever like saw any image of the actual article yeah i think that's where the movie could have been extended maybe do a little bit more of a deep dive on with eddie on cletus's past yeah i think that would have actually been really cool yeah like when the when they went and burned down the 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 house that they were that they met at like that felt very like you understood but it's just like we don't understand the full meaning behind that like we don't fully understand why they wanted to go and and do that yeah no that's true like okay what happened other than you two were just separated like i think we maybe we got a little bit where Cletus was just like, oh, I got beat up all the time in his little letter. But. Yeah, also, I don't know, if I had to, like, read, transcribe that shit, F you. <laughs> that's some, no. Like, F you, that's bullshit. Yeah, so it's just that kind of came out of nowhere. The reason that I feel it scored as high as it did, the comedic bits. Yes. Like, that's I, honestly I what agree. saved it. Every, every comedy bit that they came up with between Venom and Eddie was pretty top-notch. Um, honestly, I feel I laughed more in this one than the first. Same here. Yeah. And I think I, I started laughing the most when Venom was like leaving and like destroying Eddie's motorcycle and then jumped on that chick with the bike and the chick with the bike is just like screaming and freaking out and Venom's like flipping off Eddie and yeah. <laughs> all this other shit. Dude, I freaking died at the part where um, this is more so towards the beginning when uh Venom is about to bite um, Mulligan's head, and freaking Eddie just like brings them both into the bathroom, and you see the lady in the next stall. <laughs> she's just like trying to like, I wasn't her like, uh, like she tries to like look under, but she's not able to really see anything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love. Such... I always thought people could hear. Like, I I thought like when when Venom came out like that, I always I thought people could hear him. I thought so too, but I guess not. Yeah, that's 
That's wild. Apparently, he can only be heard by other people when he's, like, fully out. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. But I freaking love that that scene, too, when he's just telling Eddie, Get your tiny little hands off me! <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought there was, like, a really sweet moment when, when Anne revealed that she was engaged to Dan... And Venom was, like, basically explaining to to Eddie, he's like, hey, I can fix all these physical injuries. I can't fix what's on the inside. Yeah, that was, oh. Like, he's, like, heartbroken, like, trying to crash into a a car on his bike. And Venom's telling him, like, yo, slow down, and like. And he's just like, why? I'm basically invincible because of you. You can fix and, anything. Yeah, and then Venom takes control, steers him on the side of the road, and he's just like, listen, like, you're not okay. <laughs> and you need to take, t- basically being su- super mature and healthy. <laughs> he, yeah, like, like you said, he basically says, I can fix anything that breaks on you except for your heart. Yeah, he's just like, you're you're on your own when it comes to that, like... I'm super sad about it too, but you kind of got to move on, bro. (laughs) Yeah. And he calls him an amoeba and he's just like, the only reason I'm going to let that slide is because I know, or is because we're hurting. (laughs) I'm just like, bro. (laughs) Oh man. Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I was just saying, I, I loved it. Um, how did you feel about the writing for uh, Shriek? Honestly, indifferent. I didn't care for Shriek one way or the other. I honestly, I've, I honestly would have just taken her out of this movie and just had it be just Cletus and uh, um, Eddie. I know that, you know, to make Cletus's story worse and more heartbreaking, you had to have it be his love interest is on the brink of dying and uh, he's going to be executed, shit, shit like that. Well, wait, no, I'm sorry. He was the one that was going to be executed. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, him being ripped away from her at such a young age and all that stuff. But, like, I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like you could have, like, maybe tweaked it a little bit and taken Shriek out and, like, the story really wouldn't have been affected that much. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I I think it was just odd the the relationship. Like, I almost would have preferred. But I mean, I don't know how else Carnage would have beat or Venom would have beat Carnage, but I. Almost would have preferred if Carnage was fully controlled by Cletus. And then maybe began to grow a sentience later. I don't see. I kind of liked that fact that you could tell that Carnage was definitely the one that was in control between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, And freaking. They did such a great job making Carnage terrifying in this one because when Shriek first lets out that scream and Carnage like comes back into his normal form and she he's just like if she does that one more time she's dead or like I rip her head off I'm like oh shit Yeah, Wait. I was like damn. 
they made <laughs> Carnage terrifying in this one. Like, kudos to you, Andy Circus, on the writing or or whoever. And yeah, whatever. Carnage was written very, very well when it came to the scariness factor in this film. Well, funny enough, it was actually Tom Hardy and a Kelly Marcel who wrote this. Damn, Tom Hardy, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> Dude, like, he did a... When it came to the relationship between Eddie and Venom, I think the writing was very good. I just didn't like how they separated, and then it came back together with, like, kind of a half-assed apology. No, I, I, I can absolutely agree with you. If If you're going to explore the idea that Venom decides to actually leave Eddie Brock's body... You gotta have a damn good reason and a very good execution for that reason of why they decide to come back together. Yeah, like I, I think the idea was solid, was super solid. It's just the execution of it wasn't that solid. No, that's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, it's hard to get upset but i think he definitely tried and i think he he, it definitely was better than the overall story so i think a 74.5 is is pretty fair yeah i absolutely agree uh moving on over to acting we are actually sitting at an 83 once again tom hardy is great as eddie brock and as the voice of venom Shocker. Yeah. Honestly, the person who dropped it for me was Woody. (laughs) Actually, well, that's not true. Woody dropped it a little bit. Everyone else dropped it more. See, that's... Actually, um, like, definitely Tom Hardy is my favorite in this movie. Shocker, because he's really good as Eddie Brock and Venom. But... I don't know what they were going with for Cletus. I actually really liked, and Woody Harrelson does such a good job at playing like a, like a like the serial killer kind of type. He does it very well. Um, so I actually did not have a lot of problems with uh, Woody Harrelson. He definitely brought the acting score out for it. The biggest character that dropped it for me, and I know I already brought her up, was actually Shriek. Um, I don't know, just. I was not the biggest fan of the character and the act. Maybe just it's the way the character is written. The actress is not a bad actress. Um, just, I don't know. Just was not the biggest fan of this character. Yeah. Um, also, I think Shriek is... I'm going to look it up. Okay. Okay, I thought she was supposed to be a symbiote, but she's not so that's what i thought too yeah right like oh wait what was that yellow it was the yellow uh symbiote in the first one that was that's not the same actor is it no it's it's not oh okay scream that's what it was yeah Yeah, so the yellow symbiote in the first one was scream so Shriek okay. is a completely different character. Got it. That's confusing. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Um, but yeah, so she was played by Naomi Harris. Let's I see. swear I've seen her in other things. 
I know, I feel like I have two. I just don't know what. Oh! She played, um... Oh, shit. What's her name? She was Tia Dalma in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Calypso. Like Shriek. I th- yeah, I th- Okay, I know who you're talking about. What else has she done? That's the only thing I re- I would recognize her from. That's fair. Oh yeah, Tia yeah, Tia Dalma. Yeah, or I think Davy Jones called her Calypso. Yeah, I think you're right. I need to watch those movies again. I still haven't even seen the fifth one. Actually, I haven't even seen the fourth or fifth one. <laughs> I'm so Jeez, behind. dude. I know. It's sad. Yeah, but um, yeah, she was what dropped it for me. I think she was just kind of an unnecessary character at times. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's something else I feel like uh, they could have improved on, maybe made us care for her a bit more. Like, shown the relationship between her and Cletus, like, blossoming more, or just giving us a better understanding as to why we should care about her. Yes, oh, absolutely, I agree. So yeah, everyone else was just kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but Eddie and Cletus were def, or Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson were definitely the, the high marks of this movie. Yes. Um, I actually boosted my acting score, or I was going to until I realized I'm actually exactly where I want to be. Um, <laughs> I boost or i was going to boost because of how well woody harrelson did the voice of carnage yeah oh so so good it was so good it was so different too oh yeah it is like tom hardy is great as the voice of venom but like i don't know why like the way that Woody Harrelson did the voice of Carnage, it's kind of like soothing, but in like a, the worst way possible, just because Carnage is the way that he is. Yeah. Like, but I freaking love it. I think my, my issue with, because with Tom Hardy, I, I'm barely, I'm barely in the 90s, if at all, with him. At, like, alone. And the issue that, yeah. or the reason that he's, down or that brings it down is because of his venom voice it's too like Honestly, sometimes like I, I i'm gonna need to watch this movie again when it comes out on blu-ray with subtitles with yeah with the first, <laughs> i had to do the same thing with the first one because i know i missed i missed some stuff that venom said i already know it yep i did too i was just like what the hell did he just say <laughs> It's just because like, it feels like he takes water in his mouth and just kind of like, like it almost sounds wet, <laughs> the way that he talks. That's straight up what it sounds like. Yeah, and then with Carnage, he he adds some like gruffness to his voice, but you're right, it, it there is a soothing tone to it. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah, and so it was just so wildly different than the way that Woody Harrelson talks or portrayed Cletus. Yeah. And I think the um like fun fact for everyone and this is just something that I learned. Uh Woody Harrelson actually was trying to get Andy Circus to do the voice of Carnage and just saying like, oh, no one's gonna like realize it's me or no one would if and Andy Circus like pushed for him to do the voice himself. See, I think that's awesome. And I, I like that because you know Tom Hardy does the voice for his symbiote and I love that Andy Circus pushed for Woody Harrelson to do the voice for his. Yeah, and he just he freaking knocked it out of the park. It was so good. Absolutely. Oh, loved it. Yeah, so let's All right, let's do top 4. But I'm going to say we can Venom and Carnage can be their own characters. If you so d- choose for them to be. Okay, then yeah, you just made this easy for my top four then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's yours? Uh, Number one is Eddie Brock. Okay. Two, two is Carnage. Okay. Three is Cletus Cassidy. And then actually four is... Ah, mine too! <laughs> it's... Yeah, wait, like it's the exact same order, or your number four is Venom? Nope, exactly the same. Hell yeah. That doesn't that's happen so awesome. very often. <laughs> no, but that's freaking awesome. Just, yeah, the fact that you can't understand Venom, it, it seems like for half the lines that he says, that's what pushes him down. I will say this, it wasn't as bad as the first one. That is true. Yeah, that that is very true. You can definitely tell that Tom Hardy has learned how to make his uh like his words come across as more clear when doing the venom voice. Yeah. I think honestly the only time that Tom, I I don't like Tom Hardy and his acting is when he's doing a voice. Fair. Like cuz like his... when he's just like Eddie Brock he's great. I love yeah. it. Like I didn't like his Capone because he was doing a voice the entire freaking time. I didn't care for his bane because his bane was super hard to understand. I I actually do disagree with you on that one. I love Tom Hardy's bane. I mean, I, with subtitles, he's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then same with Venom. Like his Venom is like super good, but really hard to understand. So, yeah, I think 83 is is more than fair for this movie. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on over to character development, which we've already discussed a little bit. This is at a 68.5. That's fair. Um, I know uh, Caleb, both Caleb and I have a hard time when it comes to cuz you know you're thinking with the character development oh do i want it to be Eddie Brock or Venom that i'm focusing on but you kind of can't do the character development without both of them because the story is really about them like dealing with how they are affected by each other like how 
Venom is kind of like messed up Eddie's life. Like, you know, he lost the, he lost the love of his life. Um, he's not doing that great as a reporter until the whole, Cle uh, he gets everything that he needs to know from Cletus and how Venom's able to figure out where he hid the bodies. Um, I know it's, it's, a, it's interesting to see how they, uh, what's the word? Like how they need each other, but they also don't need each other. But like Kayla pointed out earlier, when they do split and then come back together, it just doesn't feel, what's the word? Earned? Um, yep. Because the, like you said, the apology is so half-assed um, that that really drags down the character development. Yeah, it's just like, why? I don't know. Just sincerity. Is, yes. the, is the big deal. It's like they didn't come together because they they needed to. Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't really come together because they needed to. Like, Venom could have kept jumping from person to person if he wanted. It's, it's very true. But he accepted some half-assed apology so he doesn't have to eat people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I almost would have preferred, um, like, what if, uh, Eddie started, like, suffering from, like, an illness of some sort? Or maybe his injury started, like, coming back again slowly? Ooh, okay. And then, like, that kind of made him realize what, that he needed venom and then the then then that would have made the like i have no issues with the apology it's just how half-assed the apology was yes yeah so absolutely agree i think it would have been better for us to see vent or eddie in a more vulnerable state and then giving that apology and being like listen like i understand what you've been doing for me all this time. I'm in a really bad place right now. <laughs> like physically. I need you. You cannot keep feeding off these people. That you claim to have a love for. And just kind of going that route. Like kind of seeing like why they need to work together. Like giving us kind of a, like a walkthrough of like, oh, this is why we're, we need to be together. Yeah. Like just kind of play it up like a romance. Like <laughs> it would have worked very well. Yeah. Like I think it would have. But unfortunately, we got what we got. Yeah. So, yeah. 68.5 uh, sitting for. Act or bleh, score for character development. Um, don't really have anything else to add to that. That was my biggest issue with it, and it honestly dropped it just a lot. No, I, I would absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think ultimately it just didn't feel like either of them had learned a lesson. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we got effects. Which we are sitting at a seventy nine point five. It's not. It's not bad. 
Um, I loved the way they made Carnage look in this movie. Oh my god. I loved the character design. Um, I will admit the animation I feel for Venom and Carnage, or the CGI, was better than the first one. Um, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. To me, like it, Venom seemed like he was more so there this time, whereas in the first one, like there were some parts for me that I'm just like, it's eh, a little too CGI for me. Um, but in this one, I don't know. I really never saw any. There were really never any points that I'm just like, oh no, that doesn't look like Venom or Carnage is really there. Ooh, I actually, yeah. Which is interesting, because we're only one point away from each other. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I think overall, when it came to the action sequences, the effects looked phenomenal. Okay. What got me were the non-action sequences. Um, so there was a point, I think in the in the beginning, when Venom is talking to Eddie, and his mouth almost seemed like it was being like stop motion eddies or venoms venoms i don't like it was with this and so oh and then when he was talking to the damn uh like the purse snatcher Uh, okay there was just times where his mouth just it wasn't moving right like i couldn't tell you what was wrong with it it was just very teeth and I think, okay. I think maybe that was it. I think there was just a lot of teeth, and I have no problems with Venom and his teeth. Like that's just kind of a, like a staple of his character. It's yeah. just I feel like his mouth covered more of his teeth in the in the first, and so when he talked, it almost felt like he can make all of the noises. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think, um, for me at least, I feel like, uh, when Venom, like, just comes out of the back of Eddie, at least in this one, and and I'm not trying to, like, say, like, oh, uh, like, I'm not trying to compare this movie as much as to the first one, but there were parts in the first one that I felt that, uh, when he came out of his back, it didn't look right, whereas in this one, for the most part, it did. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. It looked a lot better in this one than than the other yeah okay good Um, i'm glad we're in agreement with that yeah i honestly for me it was just the the talking that got me that's fair i'm gonna have to definitely go back and look at that yeah because carnage looked really good carnage looked really good when he was speaking it was just venom it was just like all teeth and so it was like you shouldn't be able to make some noises yeah, I I get you. Um, but overall, I think the effects were pretty good. Some issues here and there, minor gripes. Um, one big one that I've I freaking docked for, a uh, very green screen beach. <laughs> yes. Oh my. I don't Absolutely. know if that was, I would be very surprised if someone were to say that was a real beach. Yeah, it it looked very, very green screen. <laughs> uh, um, 
but I didn't dock too bad for that one. It's just like my issues throughout the movie. All right, next up we got music. So with this, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't like a, a, a soundtrack that's just like, oh, they played this pop song and this pop song. It was, yeah, it was very reliant on the movie scores, but the movie scores were incredible. Yes. Like, um, honestly, the only like actual like uh, song that stuck out besides the Oh, like um, actual like original soundtrack, um, is the song towards at the end credits. Uh, I think it's called "Last One Standing," which is actually a pretty good song that's playing like over the credits when they're saying who was in it. Um, but yeah, like Caleb said, the score gets you hyped for, especially when it is actually like Venom versus Carnage. Oh my gosh! Incredible incredible um okay oh sorry no you go um i'm gonna actually work this in with um music um did your theater have a decent sound system not really um i don't know maybe it's just cinemark had it up a little too loud but when the bell kept constantly going off like i was actually almost ready to cover my ears because like it was actually like freaking hurting oh my gosh dude that was one thing that i was thinking i'm like i'm so glad i did not see this in imax (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah i'm glad i didn't see this in xd because oh my gosh i would have been freaking ow (laughs) oh my gosh that was one thing like anytime carnage roared i was just like bloody hell (laughs) seriously though it was so like, freaking loud. It's like Carnage, you're at a you're at a fifteen. I'm gonna need you about about a three. Yeah, no shit. Or at least like, a seven. Like yeah, but th- that's saying a lot because my my theaters, I went to an, an AMC because I don't have Cinemarks here, or at Sorry. least I don't think I do. The nearest one is like a hundred miles away. Bloody hell. Yeah, no shit. But I was just sitting there and I'm like. This is loud. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that almost went deaf because of the damn bell and Carnage's roars. Yeah, like, anytime Carnage roared, I'm just like, shit. <laughs> like, it almost pulled me out of the movie how much I was just like, this is a lot. <laughs> or just oh, thinking, man. like, I would be completely deaf if I saw this in th- in IMAX. Dude, sir, when Carnage finally ripped the actual like bell out of it or whatever it's called from, I'm like, thank you. I, I seriously just wanted to shout out, thank you. <laughs> yeah, then, oh my god, and then Shriek, too. Oh my hell. I thought, sh- yeah, that, that was pretty bad, too. I still think the bell annoyed me more. I thought Shriek would annoy me the most, but no, that bell, like, that was ear deafening that really pissed me off yeah but honestly it's hard it was hard for like that is definitely something that i docked for but like that those extra sound effects because we can honestly change music to audio and probably be fine okay it's just (laughs) 
It was loud. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie to where like I had to be like, okay, can we turn it down a little bit? I hate to sound like that kind of person, but this is a little too much for my ears right now. Yeah. And so, like I wasn't even like sitting off to the side by one of the speakers. I was in the middle. <laughs> Dude, I was too. Like the shit. Oh, that would have sucked. Dude, straight up. But anyway, yeah, music, uh, we gave an eight too. Not bad. Yeah, definitely not bad. I think what it was really lacking was just something that gets stuck in your head. And whoever is the audio sampler, just dial it down a couple notches, please. Yeah, please. We don't all want to go deaf. Yeah, which I'm assuming he was. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like, I, I wonder just with shit like that, did the roars or like those noises get like progressively louder? Because like, <laughs> how funny would that be? It's just like the guy listening to this all day, just getting more and more deaf. So he's just like, that ah, just needs to be a little higher, and he just keeps doing that, a little higher, a little higher. Just imagine, yeah, like the like head of the soundboard is just like, like Larry, turn it down louder, okay. <laughs> Sorry at a 10, but I can crank it up to a 15. You got it, Charles. Yeah. All right, next up we got costumes. Um, We are going to include, even though we did discuss it a little bit in effects, we are going to be including how Venom looked and how Carnage looked. But we're just going to be talking about the character model. It's not necessarily how they moved or whatever. Yes. Um if we're talking about like just like regular costumes, um overall super pretty good. Uh Eddie's looked great, but you know, like classic Eddie. Um I don't know why and I know he's supposed to look like an asshole, but the the type of clothes that uh Cletus stole after he got out of prison, I don't know, like I didn't really like him. <laughs> I I was all right with it. Um, yeah. just because of how eccentric, eccentric, he is. All right, fair. Yeah, so I think that's the only reason I was able to forgive how he looked. Okay. Um, costume wise, so I I dug it, but I think overall, like if we would have just been doing them, I probably would have ended up sitting at like a seven. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with you on that one. Like very very average costumes, but just a little bit of a boost because of uh, Cletus. Yeah, but what brought it up to an eight for me was the design of of Venom and Carnage. Carnage in particular. Yes. yes. Um, I'm sorry. I gotta fully admit. I actually think the design of Carnage is better than the design of Venom. The design of Venom is great. Don't get me wrong, but I love the design of Carnage. I'll give you that. It's so good. And I don't really know a lot about like I don't really know a lot about the Venom universe. So, uh, literally, 
everything that is said about Carnage in this movie is really all that I know about Carnage. I've never really dived into um, the Venom universe, which I really need to, because these characters are very, very interesting. Um, but, I mean, does this design um, fare well to like the original comic book design? It actually, honestly, followed a lot closer to the 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 um oh shit what's that word reference material is that the right word term i think so yeah okay it it followed the comics pretty spot on what hell yeah the one thing that i was really concerned about was the mixture of the of like having another symbiote fight and having it be so like so closely I I'm at a loss of words right now. It's freaking late. Um yeah, it's almost mid <laughs> it is actually past midnight where Caleb is right now. Yeah. Um poor guy. No, what I was what I was trying to say, it's um kinda hard to tell what's going on. Like, that's what I was concerned about. Another symbiote fight where it was hard to tell what was going on. But I think they did a really good job at keeping Carnage, all of his color, bright enough that it didn't mesh too hard when it came to Venom. I absolutely agree. He was the perfect amount of red without being too bright red. Yeah, and then something else that I thought that they missed, because in all the promotional images, like even the ones I'm, I'm looking at, you can't quite see the um, the black that. Well, okay, that's not true. I guess whatever promotional images I was looking at, I thought he was just gonna be like pure red, but the fact that he had some black in his face. Like, especially, like, going up around the eyes and on on the mouth. Um, I thought that that looked really, really good. Because that's something, yeah. like, how Carnage looks. Like, he has the black around his eyes and the black around his mouth. Almost like a, a grin. And then, like I said, around the yeah. eyes. And then it, his the red on his face kind of comes up and around all of that and so i thought that it, that they were going to miss that part of the character but luckily they didn't and it ended up working incredibly well and i feel like they were able to make um carnage seem very different from from venom like anytime venom like stretches out it is very fluid looking but whenever yeah. venom stretched out or whenever he made like a hard construct it was very veiny and like flesh looking yes which i think also yeah, in the fight agree. distinguished the two yes yeah i absolutely agree dude so. i can't freaking wait like, sorry, I just gotta add this. I can't freaking wait for the steelbook for this movie to go up on pre-order because they're doing just like the first one was where it was just 
like venom's venom on the front like opening his mouth but the second one is just freaking venom and carnage on the front about to go at each other and it looks so good yeah this is it's gonna be sick um yeah i'm looking at uh some of the other pictures that they have on imdb and a lot of the the images of carnage don't accurately depict how he looks yeah honestly it seems like they haven't released a lot of like actual like pictures from the movie at least from what i've seen most of these are like fan made yeah like the one where it's like half and half like venom and then the other half is is carnage that's not a a super accurate depiction of how carnage looks and i yeah and I, I know that they did that because if they would have kept true to the color scheme, it would have just looked like it was, like, all Venom. <laughs> no, that that's very true. But, yeah, I think overall they, they freaking killed it with, with Venom's design. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, looks so good. Dude, I gotta send you the steelbook after we record. The way it, like, ugh, it matches the first one steelbook so well. And, oh, I can't wait to pre-order this. Sorry. Just had to point that out. No, you're good. Yeah, so costumes, uh, we also gave an eight. Um, I think everyone else's, like we said, everyone else's costumes were pretty average. But the standouts were, were Venom and Carnage. Yes, absolutely. All right, last up, we got our own personal grade. So, Rose, you want to take this one? I would love to. Um, overall, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pr- you know I'm gonna say it's a pretty solid sequel. Um, I enjoyed it just as much as the first one. I can't decide which one I like more. I like them both quite a bit. Um, Tom Hardy once again is wonderfully cast as Eddie Brock slash Venom. Uh, and Woody Harrelson definitely comes to play in this one as uh, Cletus Cassidy and and as well as uh, Carnage. Um, and uh, even though you don't get a lot of fighting between Venom and Carnage, when they do fight, it's spectacular. It's everything you want it to be. Um, just, yeah, I, I had a good time. Uh, with the sequel. Um, so I'm going to go with 75. 75. Not bad. Um, I'm actually a little bit higher. Um, I'm going to, I'm sitting at an 82. I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I loved seeing Venom back on the screen. I love that we got to see him more and not just hear him in Eddie's head. Yes, that was awesome. Um. Yeah, I appreciated that. I think the humor was on point. Overall, I feel like the movie itself was pretty spot on with with the, the with the first one. Like it kept the same tones. It it just kept everything of the of the first. And no, I agree. I think that that's something you want in a movie. I don't think you want any. At least when it comes to like these, I think that when we think about a movie and its sequel, this is going to be one that we 
we think of because of like this is how you want it to be you don't want it to be like so much better than the first because then people view the first as like shit but then you don't yeah. want it worse than the first because then they're like eh you don't need to watch the second one like you want it just in line and I yes. think they nailed it yeah I absolutely agree yeah so like I said I'm sitting at an 82 um, which averages us out to an Seventy-eight point five. It's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, so the final Albro's letter grade for Venom: Let There Be Carnage is a C plus. Yes. Oh, that is perfect for this movie. I absolutely agree. Um, it is actually slightly it is higher than the original venom um in our system honestly i feel like what really puts it over for it is on i feel carnage is definitely a better villain than riot agreed um it's not much of a difference though so the original venom has a as a c okay um but this movie scored a 78.12%, whereas Venom scored a 75.22%. So it was a three-point difference, or That's a three-percentage difference. That is not bad. Yeah. So I think that is more than fair. I think... Yeah, if you're comparing the two, those three three percentage points could be attributed to the difference between Riot and Carnage. Yeah. So I'm I'm extremely happy with with this score. Um, let's see. With all of our other C plus movies, uh, which we have twenty one of them. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, ranks number 12. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, definitely not bad. Um, So, 78.12. That puts Venom, Let There Be Carnage above Tag, which is at a 77.9. It is above the Babysitter Killer Queen which is at a 77.8. It is above Wonder Woman 1984, which is at a 77.7. It is also above Spider-Man, which was at a 77.49. Okay. And then it was also above Aquaman, which was sitting at a 77.3. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll fully admit I enjoyed this more than Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, going the other direction, Venom Let There Be Carnage is below Jumanji The Next Level, which is at a 70, 78.25. Okay. It's also below Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, which is at a 78.28. Uh, it's also below Godzilla vs. Kong, which we had at a 78.56. Okay. 
it is below the New Mutants, which is at a 78.77. I actually forgot that movie was that high. Yeah, it's not too much higher. It's a 0.6% difference. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it was also below Army of the Dead, which was at a 78.87. All right. Yeah, so I think it has a decent home. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I'm kind of curious, though, just for shits and giggles, where it ranks with everything. <laughs> so it is ranked... 110 out of 147 movies. Wow. Okay. I'll take it. I like it. I'd say that's a good placement. I I know that sounds like it's low, like to our listeners. I know that sounds low, but we haven't graded a ton of movies that are super bad this is true like no no joke when it comes to anything below a c minus we've only scored nine movies really yeah that's everything below a c minus wow and then c minus movies we've only had six uh, C movies, we've had 13. C plus movies, we've had 21. Okay. B minus movies, we have had 17. B movies, we've had 21. So apparently, so we've been sitting at C pluses and Bs. B plus movies, we're at 35. Oh, nope, 36. Damn. Yeah. Soul, or not Soul, A minus movies, we are at. Damn it to hell. What the deuce? We have 21 A-minus movies and three A-movies. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, so let's just see. The, the most exclusive grade <laughs> to get is, is actually a, an F. That is the most exclusive grade. And that's Fifty Shades, right? Uh, nope. We can be heroes. Oh yeah, Fifty Shades got a D. Yeah, fifty or D minus. Oh, still though, didn't fail. Unlike We Can Be Heroes, which God, I hate that movie. Yeah. Um, we have four D plus movies, two D movies, and then two D minus movies. Wait, what's the other D minus? Um, that Rocky Road to Freedom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Anyway, now that we've just kind of gone through our whole catalog, like I think that just shows that we don't we don't shit on movies. That's true. No, I I, I agree. We don't. And when we do, we it's try like, to find at least. Yeah, there's something at least something enjoyable. It. Yeah. Anyway, well, that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, let's see. Next week we will be discussing Halloween Kills. Yeah, evil dies next episode. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, but yeah. So if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, pretty sure that is still true. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, but you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, as well as some bonus videos that we'll make, and we actually have some plans. Hopefully, they'll take off in the the new year. Hopefully. Um, but be sure to follow us on social media. Hit us up with episode ideas. Want if you want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on. Um, you can also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at the All Bros. You can email us at theallbroschannel at gmail.com or go check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find links to everything that we do, um, as well as a, a merch option, which you can also go on Public, but they are just like slowly making it through our store and removing stuff. Because they're assholes. Yeah. Freaking suck. Bitches. So, yeah. Honestly, it'd probably be, if you want merch, it's probably cheaper to go through the website and get something that you know that you will like. Like, we we order our merch exclusively from an alternate website. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. give away all my spoilers, but the the cost of getting stuff made is super cheap. So... Be sure to hit us up. Like, honestly, we we don't plan on making a profit for these. No. We just Speaking want. Of, did you see that another Monster House uh uh Dreamcast shirt sold? Are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, at this point, I'm like, either someone really loves this uh Dreamcast, or it. Do they have bots on this kind of shit? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm like very interested because it seems like that is the only design that we ever sell. That, yeah, like it's only been that and the Greatest Showman, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. What the <laughs> shit? Like, you know what I'm I'm willing to bet that they're doing. <laughs> they're yeah. probably ordering that and then like scratching off our name. <laughs> so rude freaking assholes yeah no like so trying to steal our work it doesn't make Caleb sense work, i didn't do anything like out of everything that we've made the biggest like the biggest thing is is monster house like come on yeah it's weird 
I mean, that was a good Dreamcast. I gotta go back and listen to it again. But from what I remember, we actually came up with a pretty good Dreamcast. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it would work now because all of the kids that we cast are like way older. That's so <laughs> true. I can't remember who I cast as Chow. Oh, I think I cast Jeremy Ray Taylor as Chowder. That actually sounds right. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's what you can find on our on our website. Um, it'll definitely be cheaper. I think shirts, like we were able to get prints on both sides and the shirt was like only what, like thirteen bucks? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, it was like super cheap. Um uh, yeah. So like I said, next week we'll be breaking down Halloween Kills. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm sorry. Lazy. I know.